Welcome to the Shoulda Bet More podcast presented by Go Boys. Coming up on the show today, the Bear, Chris Felica from Fox Sports. Talk some college football, talk maybe a little NFL. But college football is where we begin after what was just an incredible day of college football. It's probably started a little later than you like. It definitely ended a little later than you like. I'll get to that. But just two incredible games. I, I would say one classic in Washington, Texas was almost a classic. If Texas could have completed that, that is one of the all-time just melts, all-time comebacks. The fact that Washington kept them out of the end zone late, 1 o'clock in the morning, um, th- that probably keeps it from being a classic. But the first one, and that's where we'll begin, Michigan advances to the championship game. First time Harbaugh has won a playoff game. I think that added to the drama of it. Just a great game. Just, just a heavyweight game. Michigan wins 27-20 in overtime. Michigan was plus 850 on the live line pretty late into that game when they were down seven. I think it was right when Bama was on the fringe of field goal range. So I mean, what can you say? It's just, just you, you know, the the brands, the, the coaches, uh, the the drama of Harbaugh, the, the possibility that he could leave without wanting a playoff game there, maybe his last game at Michigan. Saban, maybe one last ride. You never can count him out, but look, he's not young anymore either. So uh, just, just an incredible game, S- so much to unpack. It, it was almost like a few different games. Bama had the early 7 nothing lead, and Michigan was the better team. If Michigan didn't screw it up on special teams, Michigan wins and wins in regulation, missed extra points, fumbled punts. But Bama's up 7 nothing off the muffed punt and the touchdown. From that point forward, once it got to 7 nothing, Michigan dominated the game for a couple of quarters, and it felt like Michigan should have been up more, should have put them away. And then Bama had control for a long period of the time, once they weren't put away, it felt like Bama had a chance to put Michigan away. It just, you know, they they, they traded momentum so many times, and, and that's what makes a good game. Once Michigan tied it, I thought Harbaugh got too much credit for going for the fourth and two with like three minutes and change left because, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, what a, what a gamble, what a roll of the dice. There's three minutes and change left. I know he had all his timeouts, but you cannot punt the ball there. I mean, you're, you're putting yourself in a position where – Everything has to go perfect. You can't give up a first down. And even if you stop him, you're going to get it back with no time. As he had to go for it, it was only two yards. And, and Corum out of the backfield was wide, wide open. And once he got that big play, he kind of felt like, all right, Michigan's got something going here. And once Michigan tied it and got the game into overtime, I didn't feel like Bama was going to win. Michigan scores first. Bama, I, I never felt like they were going to match, although they did get the first and goal. To me, the play of the game, the play I always remember. And you don't want to give the kid Daw too much credit for muffing a punt, but Right after Michigan ties it, Bama has to punt with under a minute or so left. Thaw fields it at his five. You, again, you don't want to give him too much credit because he didn't muff the punt at his own five. That ball is going towards his own end zone. He has to do two things, pick it up and get it out of the end zone because he was in a position where if he fields it, it's a safety. He had to nudge his way forward a little bit to get out of the end zone. And it's in it, it's in the hand you don't want it to be in because the, the football takes the brunt of the hit. And you watch that and you go, how did he hold on to that ball, man? And again, he, he muffed the punt to begin with, so he put himself in that position. But the, the ability to hold on to that ball, I, I just you watch that and you're just shocked he held on to it. And boy, that would have been a horrible way for, for them to lose. You would have felt bad for the kid, just an all-time gaffe to lose a game that way. But And then they go shotgun after that play. They go shotgun. You figure, all right, they're they're at like the half a yard line, not even. You figure they'll do like the the QB sneak and just give themselves some breathing room. Bama did have a couple timeouts, but they went shotgun and they won the line of scrimmage. They they got a two yard gain, which two yards is huge there. And then Michigan was able to run out the clock. It was a weird scenario where Harbaugh called the timeout. We weren't sure what he was calling timeout with. You, you really, you, you know, you watch the game. You, it was just it was such a great game because 
there was no go. No, nobody screwed it up. There wasn't, oh man, I can't believe this coach did that or that coach did this. Michigan was the better team. Special teams kept it close to miss extra point, which you never see. Uh, the, the, the failed on, on the attempt with the bad snap. It wasn't, look, it wasn't the prettiest game, but it was just, it, it was well played. It was defensive. I don't like, you know, when you have a classic game like that, this is where I don't like the college football format because it's so hard to get first downs, to get points. It's almost like putting the runner at second base in extra innings. I don't like the overtime format where each team gets it from the other team's 25. It just, it cheapens the game. It cheapens the score. It artificially inflates the score. It becomes, it's too gimmicky. And again, people go through what's the proper overtime etiquette. Like what's the proper overtime format is the better word. And you know, in the NFL, they do the sudden death because they don't want to play a full quarter. They think it's too much football. People get hurt. I, I don't know what the perfect solution is. I, I think in the NFL, just play in a, another eight, 10 minute quarter. I think that's probably the best. Again, you, you go around in circles. Well, there, there's problems with all these different formats. I just, I don't like when the team gets it at the plus 25. And if it ever got to that ridiculous rule where these teams have to trade two point conversions and that decides it again, too gimmicky, but still a classic game. It did burn your under. If you had the under, I think close to 46 in that. Michigan touchdown. They went at 27, 20 goes over another sneaky, bad beat was Bama was plus one for the second half. And they were controlling most of that second half. So that's a tough one. Michigan obviously wins by seven. So they cover every number and they are four and a half point favorites uh, against Washington. Just a treat. I mean, we got plenty of bad semifinal games in these, these college football playoffs. Bama's killed people, whether it's Michigan state or Washington years ago, we've had a bunch of blowouts. We got two great ones yesterday including Washington, Texas, which was a really good game. It kills – I mean, they start – you can't start the, the the game at 9 o'clock. First of all, you need a little breathing room between the end of that game and the end of the first game and the start of the second game. I know it went into overtime, so that is part of it, but you need a little time to catch your breath. At least I did, where, boom, all right, we're starting the game already. Okay, but it you start the game at 9 o'clock. The second half started at 11.05. I mean, we went to half, I think, at 10.42. That's the other thing. The half times are way too long with these games – Wait till you don't need a 25 minute halftime. You should not be starting the second half, 11 o'clock on the East Coast. It's a holiday weekend. People have had the weekend off. They've had a lot of time off. It's back to school, back to work. I mean, this game ended, this Texas Washington, which was a really good game, a fun game. It ends basically one o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. I mean, there's got to be, there's got to be a better way to do it, but a really good game, a, a, another really good game. Again, this would have been a, a classic if Texas was able to steal it. Washington's just running out the clock. You figure, all right, they'll kneel it. Not enough time for Texas. They run, they run a play and they risk two things. They risk an injury and they risk a fumble. And the, the former happens. An injury happens. Uh, one of the guys on Washington gets hurt. It's a stupid rule where it penalizes the team that is running out the clock. Like that shouldn't have, that, that, that rule needs to be amended. First of all, it incentivizes the defense to hurt people. But anyway, DeBoer, who's a really good coach, should have just taken the knee earlier. He ran the, he, he threw the ball when all he had to do was run the ball and, and take one of Texas's timeouts. With a six-point lead, these coaches just, man, whether it's McCarthy in the NFL for the Cowboys, these teams just overthink it. Just run the ball, take the timeout, take the time off the clock, kick the field goal up two scores. It almost burned them because Texas had four chances to win the game in what would have been one of the all-time heartbreaking losses for Washington. Uh, I thought Texas ran some horrible, horrible plays once they got close. I mean, they ran a little swing pass that had no chance. They threw another ball out of the end zone. They just they didn't give themselves a chance. And I really thought once they got close, I thought they were going to steal the game and they weren't able to do it. Washington escapes. Penick is a hell of a college player. I don't know what he'll be as a pro. I, I don't know. To me, he's, you know, he's older. I mean, he's like 24, 25 years old. He's an older kid. He's had a ton of injuries. I, I think he can play in the NFL. I mean, we see the level of quarterback playing the NFL. I think he can play. I don't know. 
you know, is he a 10 year starter that I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, but to me, he's a great college quarterback. And, you know, you're looking at this Michigan Washington game. I'm at the point man. I don't, I, Michigan's going to dominate the line of scrimmage. Michigan's got the better team. It terrifies me laying points against that guy because he's just, man, he's a good player. He is a, a great college player. I remember watching him in Indiana. He, he just, he wasn't this good. He's just, he's improved. Obviously the receivers, the play calling really augments his ability, but just uh, an incredible day of football. It really was. It was a lot of fun to watch. You, you wish they could have started these games a little bit earlier. I'm sure people went went to sleep. You know, Texas, it was funny. They, they didn't have the lead the whole night. It was, they got the ball first. They went three and out. Washington touchdown to be seven nothing, and then Texas just kept playing catch up. They tied it at seven. Then Washington would go ahead, and then Texas tied it at fourteen. Then Texas tied it at twenty one right before the half, and then second half, Washington got the ball first touchdown. They got a turnover, and then it was Texas just playing catch up the the whole rest of the way. They just could never get control of the game. Ewers was not good in the game, uh, and Texas has good players. Texas has good players. They're good against the run. They've got good receivers. Ewers just wasn't good. Penix was just better than Ewers. That that's what it came down to. I thought. Uh, Sarkeesian, a couple things. He didn't go for two. They're down 13, score a touchdown. He doesn't go for two. And what? And you don't think, all right, 13 to five. 13 to five makes it so that field goal keeps it a one-score game if you give up a field goal. He cut it to six. The field goal banks at nine. And that really changed the dynamic. And even down nine, he gets close to the touchdown, but they kick it fourth and goal. You think, all right, two scores. The, the field goal keeps the game alive. A touchdown there would have made things a lot different because if you get in the end zone, it's so much easier to just get in field goal range for the second score. But I get why he did it. Uh, and the other thing was there, was there was a punt fourth and five when it was just clear, you know, Texas was having trouble sc- stopping Washington. They're down 10. I think it was middle of the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Was- Washington's leading by 10 and Texas at fourth and five at the 40. And they just punt the ball. I and mean, you're doing Washington a favor. So I didn't think Sarkeesian had a great game. I thought it came down to Washington had the better coach. Washington had the better quarterback. So it will be Washington versus Michigan. We'll get Bears thoughts on that game. And uh, we will close out the college football season in a week or so. I would think Michigan would win. I would think Michigan. Once Michigan tied the game, it just feels like it's Michigan's time. It feels like Michigan's got the best team. It felt like, you know, they, they got over the hurdle. That would have been a brutal loss for Harbaugh, who got, you know, he got buried in the t- in the playoffs a couple of years ago against Georgia. He had a terrible loss against the TCU team that just was completely overmatched once they got to the finals last year. Kind of needed to win this one. This would have been... Look, he's had a great career, but if you go to Michigan, you're there a decade and you don't win a playoff game, that would have been bad. That would have been, uh, you know, that that would not have been deemed a success by most people, including me. So I'm sure Harbaugh, I'm sure fans, players, I mean, to lose that game would have been a tough one, but they win it. And I I feel like they will get by Washington here, just better in terms of the line of scrimmage, better up front. Just, they're just a better team. They're just a better team, but you you worry about betting against Penix. Washington's got a little magic here. I mean, the, the ball last night got tipped in the air, caught for a touchdown. There's just, you know, they don't, they, they're living right. They're living right. Usually you, you, know, you give a team an opportunity to steal a game like Texas did. Texas would steal the game. It just, everything's gone right for Washington this year, whether it's, you know, turnovers, penalties, they just, they've gotten the, the bounce of the ball. Now that could run out. It ran out with TCU last year. Maybe it runs out in the title game. So we got plenty of time to talk about that game. I do think Michigan wins, but undecided yet in terms of laying the four and a half taking the four and a half but should be a fun game that's a, that's a good game you get michigan's offense with that running game they should really control the game against the defense of washington but the washington receivers and the and Penix going against that good defense that's the matchup that's fun can michigan disrupt that can michigan get a pass rush so that's gonna be a fun title game we'll get to that and we'll talk more 
College football, NFL, we'll see what the Bears thinking for this week in the NFL. The title game, get his reaction last night. That is next. We will be back with the Bear. All right, we are back. Should have bet more podcast. He is from Fox Sports. He is the host of the Bear Bets podcast, which I've heard is pretty good. He is Chris Felica, the Bear. What's going on, man? I, 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 I hear the, the the gambling group chat on the Bear Bet podcast is a pretty must-see, must must-listen must to uh, content as well. Yeah, a couple guys chime in there with some uh, – some opinions and some uh, some good wagers from time to time, like you and uh, you, you and Sammy. You you were you were all over uh, UW, and Sammy was all over Michigan. So uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, getting together later in the week and see what we come up with for the uh, this final week of NFL, whatever you want to call it, and the uh, the, the Michigan Washington championship game. I mean, this isn't to brag and this isn't to needle you, but I did basically plead with you. Come on, let's tease the Browns. Let's tease Bama. And then once you got Bama plus eight in your pocket, who knows? You throw a little Michigan, you put your feet up and you relax. Not that that was relaxing watching that yesterday. I'm trying to get you to tease more. I know you are. I I, I, I need to do that. I, I guess I'm I'm hung up on the definition of the word tease because it's like it's kind of the it makes makes it sound like the bet is just a tease. It's too good to be true. And yeah, I, I, I'm terrible and openly admitting it. I am terrible at working off of positions in, in, in certain things, being being in a, either a winning position or a losing position and figuring out uh, the best way to play off it to guarantee a profit. So uh, I, I, I made some mistakes this past week that, that kind of hurt, especially with the, uh, uh, the, the Ravens last Monday night not playing enough. Uh, I mean, having the Purdy ticket, having the McCaffrey ticket for MVP, knowing that all the Niners won, one of them was going to win MVP, and, and then not playing enough on the Ravens uh, plus the points, maybe to win both on that Monday night, and then not just really like double, not not getting in on Lamar, like I think you talked about as well. Just if if you like the Ravens in that game against the Dolphins, just play Lamar uh, at, at the MVP at those short. So, yeah, I, I hear the good information, but a lot of times I just don't figure out the best way to play it what would you take away from last night we've we've certainly gotten plenty of, of duds in terms of the semifinals we got two I, I would call one of them i'd call bama michigan a classic i think if texas would have scored and stolen that game that oh. would have been a classic that was still a good game i still can't believe it got as close as it did what were just general takeaways from the games yesterday yeah no the, i the alabama offense really struggled i was surprised with how well that the michigan front really handled the alabama offensive line because uh, I was impressed with that Alabama did against Georgia in the SEC championship. I thought they'd be able to run the ball a little bit better than they did, but give Michigan credit. They, they totally dominated up front in the line of scrimmage and uh, put pressure on Morrow. And, and, and I think all of that pressure ultimately uh, caused some jitters on the offensive line, caused those bad snaps. And if you look at the replay of that, that final play, a good snap, it's, a, it's an RPO and he probably scores and sends that game to another overtime if the snap is good and he has time to really run the play the way he wanted to, but he didn't. And I was just surprised in, in the second game and just kind of the, the self-destruction of Texas with some stupid penalties and turning the ball over on stupid fumbles, running into each other. Again, Texas last year in the Alamo Bowl, Texas kind of shot itself in the foot with so many drop passes. They did it again right before, I think, the half to that a long, long pass. It may, may have been a touchdown. Ultimately, they did score. Uh, and then that fumble by Blue in the second half just absolutely killed them. Uh, with any, they go in there, and, and maybe they ultimately do win the game. They don't need the miracles and and the, and the unfortunate Dylan Johnson injury and then the, 
the penalty on the punt. So I look, I, I've kind of been wrong, I guess, all year with UW. I've expected the the law of averages and the math and all these close calls to catch up with them, and they haven't. Penix looked as as good as he did all year. He looks healthy. He looks like the Penix we saw in the first half of the year before they had those near scares uh, against ASU and, and Stanford and Oregon State and and, and the Orso. Who the hell knows? I mean, I, I certainly have uh, opened my eyes a little bit more after last night and seeing if that Washington, seeing if that Washington offense can kind of. That, that's the thing too. Like they don't allow sacks, and I would have thought that Texas might have been able to get a push up the middle. They really didn't. Sweat was nicked up in the game, but I don't think it really mattered. I mean, we saw Michigan pressure Mulrow uh, yesterday, so it, we'll, we'll see if Michigan can finally become the first team this year to kind of really disrupt that Washington timing. But with those. With those trip 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 wide receivers and the way he gets rid of the ball, uh, he doesn't need much time to be able to deliver. Yeah, it's funny because you you could look at it going back to Bama, you could be like, hey, this is house money. This wasn't their best team, and it clearly wasn't. Uh, you mm-hmm. can say this is Saban's best coaching job. Hey, they were one and one. They were losing or tied with South Florida, whatever it was. But expectations readjust themselves, and you know you can say whatever you want. They were minus eight hundred at one point, or minus a thousand, whatever a crazy number was. Yeah, because Michigan was plus eight fifty. Like they, that was there for them. All you needed was one stop, one first down. I mean, they were so close. And I mean, Saban's not young anymore. Who knows how many more chances he's going to get right. at this? Yeah, no, no, that that was the thing. I, I mean, was that right before the final drive? Because I mean, with what Michigan had done in the second half offensively, with was nothing. And for them to go 75 yards and give Harbaugh credit for going on on fourth down yeah. there. I mean, a, a lot of people may have, been, okay, we, they, Alabama's offense really hasn't been great. We can pin him deep and get the ball, but give him credit for going for it on fourth down. They ran a great play and, and got it. And and I wonder if, if, if Sark had to do it all over again uh, last night, if he may have gone forward as well. Uh, I think it was in the fourth quarter. It was like fourth and six or fourth and seven or something like that, maybe. Yeah, I think it was right. late third, fourth and five from like the 40. They were already yeah. down 10. It's like, man, you, you're not going to, you're not getting off the field. I, I know it's risky going for it, but I, I totally agree. And, 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 and the crazy thing is, is the defense actually played really, I mean, I won't say really well, but as best as it did all game long in yes. the fourth quarter, especially in the red zone where they actually did get the, get the stops and hold them to field goals. And, and keep them hanging around the game but yeah those, those final four plays when they had the first down up to 12 uh, i think he's going to want those back swing pass to the running back and then uh the, the near sack where he just threw it out of that like it, it was it was a gift and it kind of felt like once they got to the 12 like they were going to score and win i was just going to ask you did you think they were going to score because yeah, once they once they hit the big play and I, I think it was like borderline offensive pass interference i forget who caught it but it put it was, him like right around did? the 30 it might have been I was like, wow, this is actually going to happen. They're actually going to yeah. do this. Because it felt like they had guys open all night. It felt like it was just a last team with the ball kind of game. Uh, yeah. I, I thought they were going to steal it. Yeah, and, and that was, and, and that's the amazing, and that's what people who have been fading Washington all year long were kind of, that's why they have been fading them all year long, because they have allowed a ton of big plays. Uh, they'd have allowed a bunch of plays on the ground. They have given up a bunch of points, but it just seems like, teams kind of find a way to shoot themselves in the foot or not make the clutch play or the defense or they make plays in the end zone or a place to break up big third and fourth down conversions at the right time to to hang on and win but no that that's going to be a it's going to be an interesting game Monday night because I would I don't know your your thought like I was surprised to see the number climb to four and a half this morning when I, I know a Superbook opened to three and a half and I was a little bit surprised to see the money go towards Michigan and cause it to rise to four and a half. I would have thought that the, my first impression would have been 
Washington underdog money because I, I am quite sure that there are probably a good number of sports books out there that uh, are kind of underwater if Washington wins. I, I think the Huskies were probably a very popular national title pick before the year and maybe even during the year. So uh, I would think the books are probably going to be rooting uh, for Michigan. I think that's, that might have been a reason why they might have opened the number up a little bit lower than you might have thought as well, welcoming the Michigan money to kind of balance that off. Penix and those receivers versus that Michigan defense is just, I'm so excited to watch yeah. that. It's such a great matchup. The other side of the ball, I do, and, and I know like we, we've been guilty of uh, discounting Washington the whole way. I just don't know how many they're going to get stops against Michigan. I just think Michigan is just going to just dominate the trenches and just, they, I mean, they can basically snap it and run it for five, six yards every yeah. single play. So that, that will be a tough one for us. I'm just, I'm afraid to, uh, I'm afraid to lay points against Penix, but I, I do oh. think Michigan wins the game. Uh, do you think Penix would be a good pro? It's interesting because I remember having a conversation about mid-October, maybe, I guess it was. And, and like there were guys that I were talking to, like they said, he had like a like a third or fourth round grade just mainly because of the medical and the red flags because of the injuries. It's amazing because you look, you look, I just mentioned how the sacks, like he's not getting sacked there at Washington. In Indiana, he was getting hit. It seemed like every play and getting hurt. And so it, it's kind of great now to see what he can do. Uh, when he's healthy, I, I sure as hell would take a flyer on him. Um, it, it just gets back to like, why is it solely the red flags about the injury history uh, that that have you concerned? Because he throws a great deep ball. He he's shown uh, he showed a little bit more mobility, uh, eluding and getting out of the pocket last night. Uh, he's not the best runner in the world, but I mean, do you really need to be? So I, I guess I I don't know if I take him in the first round. I think that's probably a little high, but then again, I'm always a little cautious in taking nearly any quarterback uh, in the first round. I would rather build my team around other players and then find a quarterback uh, to fill in. I think if you look at the NFL this year with the the number of backup quarterbacks that we have and the quarterbacks that are going to be leading teams into the playoff, like 50 year old Joe Flacco and Gardner Minshew and, and some other guys, like you can find a quarterback. Uh, I, I wouldn't waste a, or take, make a high pick. Uh, on a quarterback so I, I wouldn't take him in the first round I would take I would consider him day two but between the injuries and then I think people were going to have to ask the question is it just that Washington offense and the design of it and how guys seem to just be making catch after catch and, and just maybe running free at times and just how the college game is a little bit different than that like can you put that offense in the NFL and make it work or can you put him into an offense in the NFL and make it work but 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 I certainly think he he's improved his stock dramatically over the last couple of months yeah I forget who tweeted it but somebody said Washington has better receivers than Mahomes has with the Chiefs which is is probably true yeah probably <laughs> true uh, NFL anything you like this week it's a wonky week week 18 who's playing who's sitting it, it's a tricky week anything you like yeah I, I like the I like the Cardinals the Cardinals killed yeah. us last week with their win total and like we 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 can say what we want about them. Should they be winning these games? Should they be losing this game? I don't think they really care. Um, I I think for, for they care about screwing us. That's for sure. Yeah, they care about screwing us. But I think Gannon now the fact that he knows what he's going to get out of Kyler Murray is going to make the decision for them easy. And that the fact that they have their pick, which will probably be in the top five or six depending on the results this week, and they have what Houston's pick, which is going to be probably top. 18 19 20 so they got two top 20 picks so I, I don't think they necessarily care about being able to get the number two pick or the number three pick or or, or whatever 
Uh, it might be. I, I think they're looking to win, and they certainly have not uh, been the worst team in the league like a lot of people thought they would be. They're certainly not uh, far and away the worst roster in the league like a lot of people thought they would be. I, I just, I'm, I'm not a Seattle guy. I, I can't figure this team out. I thought they'd show up, and I thought they'd beat Pittsburgh last week, but they were terrible, allowing the Steelers to go up and down the field the way that they did, uh, running the ball. And again, Pickens had another huge game. Uh, I, I like Arizona plus the three here in, in a game that uh, maybe by the – I'm trying we, – we, well, the Green Bay game is at the same time, which obviously makes sense. So they're, they're not going to know when they step foot on the field if uh, their playoff hopes are, uh, are dashed or not. But uh, they, they need some help. And I don't, I don't even know if they get the help – if Chicago does win in Green Bay. I don't even know if they, they're they able to take care of business in Arizona. So I, I like Seattle minus three. Yeah, I, I mean, think, I'm sorry, Arizona, Arizona plus three. Yeah, I think they make you pay a tax with these teams that need the game. Everyone's all oh, they need to win. This team doesn't care. It's like, first of all, they, they overpriced the line. And we see it all the time. These teams, they play spoiler. They, they come out and they play fast and loose. They could fake a punt. They go for it on fourth down and look at Lions Packers last year. We see it all the time. Uh, last couple before we get you out of here. If the Jets make the playoffs, do you think Rodgers will come back this year? Uh, Yes, absolutely. I I think if they, if they, if they do, if they wind up winning this week in, in, in a, in New England, and, and they get that seven seed. I, I think he'll be starting next week yeah, in, in that wild card game for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Totally. Totally agree. <laughs> what, 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 before we go, what did you think of the uh, the, the the Baltimore Pittsburgh game? Like, There's so many moving parts. There's so like, many. Like, moving... like if you if you're the rave, I mean, I get not wanting to sit your guys and have them completely absent for another week and basically be have to, what, three weeks off, kind of, but. You just had the big emotional game on Monday night in San Francisco. You had that game against Miami, and now you truly have nothing to play for. So it's like no one's going to play. But at the same time, it is an NFL roster, so it's not like your backups are that much worse uh, than the starters. And Huntley nearly won a playoff game last yes. year, so it, it's a fascinating game. I mean, I certainly want – I want no part of it. That's why I'm, I'm curious to get your take on it if, if you had a – a better thought than I did. So 2019, I think they were in the same exact spot. They had the, the Ravens where they had the bye locked up. They played Pittsburgh the final week and they rested all their guys and they actually won the game. But then they went in, and they lost the first round of the playoffs in, in that divisional round. They had the week off. So does Harbaugh say, Hey, I don't want my team rusty. I, I learned my lesson last time and I'm going to play my guys a little bit. I kind of think he's going to play his guys a little bit because like you said, uh, they played the Dolphins a couple of days ago. What this, it was, it was New Year's Eve, so December thirty first. The division rounds not till January twentieth. You mean sit there for like a month off, 22, 23 days? I know. Hey, injury. God forbid somebody gets hurt. So that's an aspect of it. I do think Lamar plays a little bit, and, and like you said, Huntley's not bad. Here's the other thing, though. If you're Baltimore, do you kind of want Pittsburgh in the playoffs to weaken the field as opposed to hey, maybe Buffalo loses and we can get Buffalo, we can knock Buffalo out? Or you, or you don't think that deeply about it. It's really interesting. That, 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 that is something that I think we probably think a little bit deeper about it than NFL staffs and front offices think of. But but that's a, that's certainly the the, the way I, I would approach it. Like I would want Pittsburgh and whomever they're going to have. Weak in the field. At, at quarterback in the field. Just like if I were Miami, I mean, I know, I know you're beat up and I, I know like you want to win the division. Because you want to win the division A to get the home game, and you want Buffalo potentially out. Right. So, like, I, if I'm Miami, I know that I know they're just been through the ringer with injuries the last couple of weeks. I'd be, I'd be trying like all hell to. I, I wouldn't be satisfied with just saying, okay, we're a wild card, uh, and we're in. I think Miami really needs to go out and and get that double the 
the double uh, the double kill there and maybe get Buffalo out and win the division. Kind of like Indianapolis too, a, a little bit on side. Colts at home are a much much different team, and I, I don't know the Texans without some of their weapons. I know they were great last week, but going on the road here, it seems seems kind of cheap that the Colts are only one point favorite. Winner gets a spot, right? I'm, I'm getting yeah. these winners. Winner, 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 winner gets winning. a spot. No mat, and then yeah. outside shot at winning the division. If Jacksonville, not outside shot, if they were to whoever wins that game gets at least a wild card, and if Jacksonville wins, the winner of that Saturday night game, and that is a Saturday night game, Houston Indy yeah. wins the division. So, yeah, they put those Saturday games where, where they're meaningful. Steelers are, are alive. Texans Colts is pretty much a play in play out game, so that one's fun. Uh, and I agree. I, I think, man, we're starting to see some three and a halfs with with Bills. Uh, Dolphins, Ooh. man, three and a half. That's a huge <gasps> adjustment. It's really, I know Miami's beat up, but no Waddle and Waddle's, I think, underrated, more important than people might realize. Man, that's that seems like an over adjustment. I mean, well, well, what did Buffalo do last week right. other than patch Bailey Zappi interceptions and re- re- return fumbles that really wowed you and said that they, I mean, Allen has the shoulder stinger. So, I mean, it probably will be okay. But when the, when the Bills need to win games, like their best. Their best play is Josh Allen running and scrambling on third, third and three. That's the play you want to run. So, like, if he's a little hesitant and his shoulders a little beat up, that that that's not a uh, that's not a great recipe. That's for sure. And two weeks ago, they I mean they could easily lost to the Chargers. So this is not yeah. some like this has not been some impressive showing here from the Bills. I mean, you know, the Cowboy game, but still, um, you said you had a golf pick last last one. You can give that and uh, yeah, give you you mentioned something for golf. What is it? The Century this week? Yeah, the Century Tournament Champions. Uh, we start off this week at uh, at Kapalua. Yeah, I was looking at Max Homa to win. I was looking at uh, Xander Shoffley to win and uh, Ricky Fowler top ten. I mean, Ricky hasn't been there in a while, but he finally did win and get get his career back last year. And uh, he has a good history out here. Uh, the, the Homa played very well uh, last year, died, tied for third in this event. And, and Shoffley someone who's won here in the past, was runner up here in the past. And last year he had a, had a withdrawal because I think he, I think it was either COVID or he had an illness, some other type of illness and he had to withdraw. So he's got a great history here. So I'd, I'd play, uh, I'd play Shoffley win top 10, Homa win top 10, and then maybe uh Ricky Fowler top 10 as well because we got we get the PGA tour uh, season underway. I should ask this when we're talking college football. What is the ideal time and date to play the college football semis? Because last night was ridiculous. Ends at one o'clock in the morning. I know New Year's Eve people go out, so that maybe hurts their ratings. When should they play these games? When's the ideal time to play them? Yeah, I, I, I mean the issue is the the Rose Bowl, and they're going to want to kick it at two o'clock Pacific yeah. to have the the setting. Uh, it's hard to say now because next year we have the the, the twelve team and you're gonna you're Good gonna point. get the the, the stag the staggered uh, times uh, with with the first couple of rounds in in, in mid to late, mid to late December. But uh, I get the I get the Monday night uh, national championship uh, time and I, I think starting that at like the, the normal Monday night football time is is fine. But yeah, they, they, this it's almost like they need to figure out a way to play. One of the when 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 the Rose Bowl is not involved as a semi, you play one of the semis earlier in the day. It's it's hard because the the Rose Bowl and that and that time slot is is kind of the uh, the the elephant in the room. But uh, you, you you need to figure out you need to figure out a way to kind of maybe get those semis. I mean, if you have to do different, then the issue is you can't really do it on different days because then that gives one one team sure. a. A rest advantage and a rest disadvantage. So, yeah, but but last night, I mean, I think the fact the game went to overtime, and I'm sure there was a contractual deal with the uh, with the Rose Bowl and having the trophy presentation on air. 
that probably pushed that uh, the sugar bowl back a little bit more. But yeah, to have that thing end at one o'clock in the morning is insane. Yeah, that thing should kick no later than eight fifteen. How many games are the Yankees going to win? I'm cautiously optimistic. I guess kind of. Me too. Another uh, pitcher. I don't trust Rodon and Cortez. That, it should be a good lineup. Soto is going to really yeah. deepen that lineup. Yeah. I, I, good division, obviously, is, is Very good. good. 88? Oh, I think that's low. I, you think 88 is low? I mean, it, what did they win? 82 last year? So, I mean, winning, improving by six. It's not crazy, but I would think they get into the 90s. I'd be curious. Some of these win totals starting to pop up. I would think. I mean, they always shade it high because it's the Yankees. I would yeah. think they'll be in the, I don't know, 93 and a half, 94. Yeah, I was going to say probably 93 would probably be what they'll probably be around. That Dodgers, what, 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 what have you oh, seen? Oh, like 104 and a half or something. They're probably good for it. I was going to say that seems kind of low. I know. They're probably 10, 10, 105 and 57. That, they're just such a machine in the, in the regular season. Yeah, they're going to win. Yeah, I, I mean, yep, they're going to beat up on the Colorados. And I know Arizona had a nice run, but they're going to, as long as it's not the playoffs, they're going to kill the Arizonas and the Colorados. <laughs> I mean, they're just going to steamroll these teams. Exactly. It just, it's, yeah, no, I, I think they're good for it. Yeah, those should start to pop up soon. I know some offshores have them, but that those those should start to be. I know some like awards started to yeah, pop up. I saw, so be, be here before you know it. Yeah, I saw someone po- post some. Uh... So some awards, like Rookie of the Year awards, and some other and other yeah, league leaders stuff like that. Yeah, which that's always my. Uh, I, I like getting getting involved. In that. That's like my February vacation. I'll just kind of do some reading on the beach there and get my magazines out and just kind of hop online and go to various sites and, and kind of make make some notes there about about what I what I can bet when I get back to the uh, to the states. I'll, you know, mid to late February, I'll be a little more dialed in on that. You're good at finding those middles too, like the different books with home run totals. And, you know, yeah. sometimes there's a three or four home run disparity where I think what you hit a Kyle Tuck, Kyle Tick yeah. hit like two homers on the final day of the season. Yeah. There's something yeah, to get final, you a final at bat of the final at bat of the year. He, he hit a home run to get to, I, I don't know if it was 29, whatever, whatever he landed on. Like it was like, that's incredible. Over 28 and a half under 32 and a half or whatever it was. And whatever it was, it was, he got to one, he 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 beat he beat the over on that final. Yeah, I was looking to. I I went through and I did some uh some NFL like yardage totals with reception with receivers and uh, passing yards and and rushing yards. Like I, there there's some uh there's some there's some good things that I'm alive to this week. I I went through it yesterday. Like uh a Josh Allen's uh passing yardage total was forty forty two hundred and a half, and he's at thirty nine forty seven. So that, that's a, a a good over. That's a good middle possibility. Uh, Desmond Ritter is he was over 25-25. He's oh, I need him to not play. Heineke's banged he, up. Did you see yeah, that? Heineke's exactly. got a knee. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I saw that. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Me too. Uh, Najee yeah. Harris was uh over nine hundred and a half and under nine seventy five and a half, and he's at nine twenty three. So you got a chance there. Uh, Tony Pollard, it, it was over 975 and a half and under 1050 and a half, and he's at 935. Uh, Devontae Adams was over 1200 and a half. He's at 1098. So if he has a big game against the, uh, who the hell did they play this week? The Raiders, they play somebody. Denver, I think. Denver, yeah. Uh, he, he he could do that. Uh, Tyler Lockett's at 823, and his uh, under was 875 and a half. So he's right in the middle. So yeah, yeah they're, they're about a half dozen or so that are, that are sitting pretty, pretty for potential middles. And uh, I could use it after uh, the top. I had a man sent off this morning and Rabbi Akano scored uh, two goals in La Liga to, to go over the, uh, the goal and a half team total. So it's been a, uh, it's been a great start to uh, 2024.
Yeah, we don't even have a little bit of a, today's always a withdrawal day. No bowls. You're used to just waking up. There's a game on whether you watch it, you're better. There's at least something on now. It's just, you know, it, it's the winter sports. It's it's definitely a, a transition day, I would say today. Yeah, dead, dead period for sure. Man. Australian Open starts soon, right? Doesn't it start a week earlier this year? I hadn't seen that. I know it's usually, well, that, their, their final is always that dead time between the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl. So, yeah, usually right around like the NBA playoffs or the, the NFL playoffs start. So, yeah, it's uh we're getting there before you know it. Baseball, Masters, warmer January, weather. We're not that far away. January thirteenth, start around one. There you go. So yeah, we're 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 eleven days away. It's funny because I was looking this morning too on draft because I know they had they had up for the longest time like a number of majors won or a number of slams won by uh, on the women's side and they pulled it for some reason because I was finally gonna hop in on uh, Ega over two and a half slams won this year assuming that she's going to win the french and she'd probably be good for either australia or uh, u.s but for some reason they pulled the uh the ego over two and a half which probably means they're getting buried on it and they just decided to take it down bear you're the best appreciate you coming on where, where can everyone find you uh you, you you can find me more with you on uh on thursday on bear bets pod where we'll have a um, college pod there previewing the uh the title game of an nfl one previewing the uh Final season, and then throughout the uh, the playoffs, and then popping up throughout the year, and then the uh, the, the column up on Fox Sports as well. But yeah, now we're kind of we're kind of in the low the low season now. No more big noon kickoff on throughout the year, but we'll uh, we'll be popping up online and pod, and then once Belmont comes around and uh, Euros and Copa during the summer, and then we'll be back at football season again before we know it. Yep, it comes and it goes very quickly. Bear, you're the best man. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Take care. All right. That will do it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to the Bear, Chris Felica. We will be back. End of the week. Aaron Schatz, I think, is going to be joining us. Talk some NFL. So excited for that. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. That really helps us out. So see you guys at the end of the week.